I am Autumn Cheetok and I'm strong-willed. I spent so much of my life trying to live the way I thought I was supposed to. I was trying to smash into a mold of the shoulds that I had heard. And you know what? This strong-willed child tried and tried and tried and became a strong-willed woman living a life that was not made for her. So you know what? I decided to redefine myself. I decided to live out the strong will. And I'm here to share with you just some stories, some thoughts, some views, and hope to inspire you to follow that will in your soul that's telling you to live the life you're here to live. Okay, guys, welcome back. I'm super excited for my guest I have with you today. Kelly Posner is here, and we will tell you how to connect with her at the end of the call because she is so much fun. She and I met through work, and uh, we actually live close to each other, which is kind of cool, but we would have probably never met if it wasn't for the social media world and all that comes with that. But I just love her. I love the way she thinks. And we've learned through building our friendship that we have a lot of things in common. Um, Kelly and I were both single moms once upon a time. And um, I don't know, Kelly, you can talk about this more, but I don't know for you, but for me, getting a divorce wasn't like a good idea in other people's eyes in my life. Like, oh, you don't get divorced. You stay married. You work it out. Right. But I um, didn't, it was for me. It was for me. And then I rebuilt my life and recreated my happiness thinking outside the box, which is what I really want to focus on this season is just meeting women who maybe have done things different than the status quo or whatever, and recreated their happiness, their success, their life in a better way, instead of just sticking with the shoulds in the world. So I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for being on here. I am really excited to be here. I know this has been, we've been trying to figure out our schedules, you know, being moms with you with multiple children, mine with, I only have one and it's like, oh my gosh, how do you find the time and, and to just schedule time to sit down and chat with your friends. So, um, it is really crazy how much we do have in common. And, um, I have been following, um, Autumn on social media, gosh, probably, at least nine years. Um, I've been um, a coach in our network, how we met through work um, for just over nine years. And I'm probably maybe, maybe eight, maybe eight. Um, and so it was um, surreal when I actually tapped her on the shoulder when we were getting on a plane coming back from our annual um, conference, because we both fly into the same airport. I knew that she lived close to me. Um, and I was like, hey, how did you get into that um, test group for the program? And I, and I, we just started talking and it was funny because I'm uh, somebody who will not normally just go up and chat, like, you know, people that you see on social media think they're, they're, they're just humans, right? They're just people. Um, but we put them on this pedestal and I, I don't know why I got the courage to be like, Hey, you're pretty awesome. Like, I want to talk to you. And anyway, that's kind of how it started. And then, um, through successes, through our business and through our work, um, our paths just kept crossing. And, um, and now I do feel like I get to call Autumn a friend. So somebody that I used to watch from afar and just kind of, um, you know, be put on this pedestal, not that you're still not on a pedestal for me. Um, but now she's my friend and it's so cool. And like she said, we, um, found out that we have a lot in common, um, which is also really cool when you get to know people in the social media world or just in life. And, um, we think these things about them. And then as we get to know them, we're like, oh my gosh, 
we really do have so much in common. We are just women. We are just moms. We are just human beings trying to figure out how to survive this thing called life. And so, um, you know, uh, I think, gosh, my daughter's going to be 12. And um, so going back um, a long time ago, um, and what Autumn said is, you know, getting a divorce can, depending on the circles that you live in. And um, it was not something I planned. When I got married the first time, it was not something I went in going, I'm going to get a divorce after I have a baby and she's seven months old and um, this doesn't work out. And so um, when I became a single mom, um, I actually was living on my best friend's couch for the first few months after splitting with my daughter's father. Um, I didn't have, I had a great job. I was a high school counselor. Um, and, um, but I was a single income and I just didn't have any extra to go and put a down, you know, first and last months on an apartment, couldn't buy a home, like all those things, you know, that, that we think are going to create happiness, right? Getting married, having a baby, buying a home, all those things, you know, they're going to create, if I just have these things, I will be happy. So when your life is completely turned upside down and you're living on your best friend's couch, and you have a seven-month-old baby that doesn't sleep, <laughs> um, and um, you know things are, are look very, very different. And you have to navigate, or you say, I shouldn't say you have to, um, um, because a lot of people don't. They they choose to live in their circumstances and not and not take control of those things. Um, but it was actually the first time that I had to figure out life for myself on my own. Um, I was very codependent in a very unhappy and, and um, um, dysfunctional relationship. And um, I didn't know how to be my own person without somebody else. And I think, which is why, um, you know, I, I went through the motions of going to college, getting a master's degree, going, getting that full-time job, then getting married, you know, those checking those boxes of the things that we think we're supposed to do in life to be happy. And then having a baby, you know, oh, that'll help a bad marriage. No. Um, and so when I was in this position that, that I, that I chose to, to, to leave and start over and which was super, super scary, I had to figure out how to not only take care of myself, um, and take care of this little tiny baby that now I was all, you know, alone with. Um, but I had to figure out how to bring my own happiness. And I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, my, like I said, my daughter's almost 12 and um, it was, she was seven months old when, when I restarted my life. And it's probably only been within the last few years that I really started stepping into my own um, um, person, um, really figuring out what makes me happy um, and then living that out each and every day. That doesn't mean that it's going to take everybody that long to think outside the, like it's, it's been that journey. And I am so grateful for the journey that I've had because I would not be the mom. I would not be the, the wife. I would not be the person, the woman, um, that I am today without that journey. Um, and the best part is that I chose to go on that journey. I chose to walk on a path to get to where I am now. And I had to choose that every day. I knew that there was something quote unquote better, um, you know, that, that life was 
was more than just going to work, making money, taking care of my kid, that I got to be selfish, if you will. Um, um, and it was funny, I was reading in my personal development book this morning that um, self-care is care for the community. And it just like hit me, your self-care is care for the, it's community care. That's what it was. Your, it was like, it was really, it was better worded. Self, your self-care is care for the community. And um, I always, I love this analogy. Um, and I go back to it all the time when I try to help moms think about their own self-care and why you need to take care of yourself. Cause you'll hear, I have three kids or four kids or two kids or one kid or whatever. And I just don't have time for me. Um, but when you're on an airplane and you're flying and they tell you, you have to secure your own oxygen mask before you help your children. I've yet to actually experience that. Thank the Lord in heaven. Um, I don't want to experience, but I'm so curious to see what moms would actually do in that scenario, right? Do they actually put their own oxygen mask on first or do they put their kids on? Because if we are not taking care of ourselves, we cannot take care of the rest, whatever, if it's your children, your husband, your your partner, um, you know, we have to take care of ourselves first. And I think we get it so backwards um, for so long, which is why I love that Autumn, you are doing a podcast like this to talk to, to women and moms and figure out to share how we're all doing it in this crazy, busy, messed up world, if you will. Um, so I don't know if that I wanted to say, I just wanted to add in, like, I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking just because I'm like, this is I'd like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love this piece. You know, I, I always do that. And that's, I do love, that's why I wanted with this season, the pod, uh, the podcast to talk to more women and is like impactful conversations. I feel like, because maybe women have these things in their heart, but don't know how to say them or express them, or maybe don't have people they feel safe saying it to. Um, or maybe it just hasn't been fully processed yet in their head. And this gives them the opportunity. Right. Right. But yeah, self self-care isn't selfish, right? Self-care isn't selfish. And that's the thing too. Like we think, oh, I'm being selfish with my time. It's like, no. And especially, I mean, there's 24 freaking hours in a day. If you take one for yourself, you're not selfish. You're still giving away 23. And you know what I mean? Or like, I guess you take away your sleep. You want to do the math that way. Be picky about it. But also sleep isn't selfish. Like sleep, sleep is normal. And moms sacrifice sleep. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. things for their children or do. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and it's so true. I think back. I recently on social media um, posted again, this old picture. I don't have very many pictures of me through that time because well, first of all, I didn't really have anybody taking pictures of me when I was, you know, and then secondly, when I would see a picture of myself, I'd be like, oh, just delete that. I don't want to, I don't even want to, because it was not in the right mental space. I would look at that picture and it didn't feel like me. That's really what, you know what I mean? It didn't feel like me. And, um, I, but I was, I have this one where I'm like, I remember it so well. I was at a, I was at a baby shower and I was very uncomfortable with myself. And you, I literally put on um, leggings, socks over leggings, knee high boots, a dress, and then a scarf. And then I had a coat over the dress, like all these layers just to hide. And I, and I had my arms crossed over my body and I'm sitting there on the couch. Like, how do I hide myself more in this public space? And, um, someone took happened to take a picture just a baby shower. And I remember when I saw that picture, I hated it, hated it too, but it's just one of the few that made it. And, um, I look at it and I thank, thank her for not staying that person not staying that person because it would not be the same mom that my kids get now. Like I'm going to get emotional thinking about, because I'm like, if my, 
16 year old, almost 16 year old had that mom or my, you know, free spirited, like big personality, eight year old had that mom, my son, you know, who's learning, you know, how to love women and what women, you know, how great women can be being huge and honor that. What if he didn't have this mom? Like, I think about that and um, I'm so thankful for her and it's not selfish. I've created a better, honestly, like not just a different reality for them, a better reality than they would have had because I chose to not be that person. Right. Yep. It's funny that you say you have a picture because I have a picture and I, I use it, you know, um, um, often to, to showcase and it's, and it's, my daughter was, gosh, I think she was two weeks old. It was after having her. I I actually suffered from minor postpartum depression. Um, and, and it was, she was two weeks old and my ex-in-laws, they had, they were having this, she was born at the end of November. So it was right before Christmas. They had this huge party, huge party to show off their, their first grandchild. And then my ex-husband's brother, um, was getting married. And so the, the, her, his fiance, they were having this, you know, show off the fiance, show off the new baby. And there's this family picture of us. And I am in this picture holding my infant child. And I just look like, I mean, I, I wish you could see me like, I know this is a, this is a verbal podcast. Um, you know, actually, I don't think I wish you, I'm glad you can't see me right now. Um, but, um, but, and I'm, and I'm literally like stone face, like this, the fakest smile you've ever seen. And I know that moms after, you know, in, in those first few weeks, you're like, what just happened? But this was different. It was like, I remember exactly. I remember not wanting to be there, like not thinking like, this is not okay for me to be at this party. Like I am not mentally well. I don't, I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be here, but I couldn't voice like concerns. Like, you know, that, you know, I couldn't say what I wanted as a freaking new, new mom with a two week old newborn, you know, with at this party, like I couldn't say that I couldn't t- say what I wanted for myself. Um, and I knew my, my marriage was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble, like mentally, physically, um, and I like I was the shell of a human. I remember being a shell of a human, and like you said, I think that that having that photo because I never want to be that person again. Like I never want to go back to, in any stage of my life. You know what I mean? Like it's not just being a newborn mom, but like you might be walking a path right now, and your kids are in in all different ages of of schooling and activities, and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. I'm just every day. It's like I have this calendar of this kid goes here and this kid goes here, and I have to do this and I have to buy the yearbook and I have to. I'm thinking of all the things that I, you know, and I have one flipping kid. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm back to work in a, in a middle school, very, very challenging middle school as a middle school counselor. And I work, you know, eight, nine hours a day. And then I come home and my kid has, you know, she's in two different sports and, and then I have to be mom and I have to make dental appointments. And I have to make doctor's appointments and I have to, you know, um, I don't cook dinner. My husband cooks, which is so nice. So I don't have to like, that's the thing. I'm like, I always feel like, like, I don't have to cook dinner. So he mostly does that. And, um, but I, but I do my lunches. I do my breakfast. I do, you know, all the things for the kids. And I go, um, and I think about the habits that I've created that one hour for myself every morning that I wake up and I go, that is how I survive. That is literally when I, everything else in my day is for someone else, literally every other hour besides my sleep (laughs) and besides my one hour in the morning, whether it's at work with my husband, with my kid, with my friends, helping somebody out, every other hour is for someone else. And I get to, I get to, and I make time for myself. Um, 
and it wasn't always easy to get up before everyone else and, um, you know, get my workout in and get my personal development and have my quiet time. It actually came, um, when I was, I wasn't even working out of the home full time and I would get up. I didn't have to get up early because I could sleep in. I could create my own schedule, um, based on, you know, getting my kids to school and things like that. But because it was the only time that I had alone, that I could be quiet space. And I, I chose to get up an hour earlier, hour and a half or whatever it was before my family, the first person his feet hit the floor just so I could have that alone time. And it wasn't easy, but every day that I don't have that now, something is off in my day. Something is different. Something is, um, and like I said, I told you, it took years to create these habits and to realize that it, like Autumn said, it's not selfish. Um, um, To let go of that mom guilt, to go to bed at a decent time so that I could get up early, you know, Um, making my family aware of the time that I need for myself so that then I could be there for them and not feel, um, like when my kid asked me to go out and throw the ball in the, in the street, you know, I throw the softball and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't, I just was doing everything. Nope. I had my meat. doesn't mean I'm going to do it every single time she asks, believe me. Um, but, um, but when she does, I go, you know what, this is why not only do I get up and do it first thing in the morning. So I'm not, you know, grumbling about her asking me, that's amazing that my kid wants to, me to go out and throw the ball with her. Um, but that I can do it and I can do it well and I can do it feeling good and have the stamina, have the, you know, whatever, um, to be able to do those things. So, um, and I, I really learned, this is what I kind of want to go back to, like how, how I, um, how did I create these habits? How did I get, it's not like I just one day woke up and go, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to do all these things. Yes. I, I was in the industry of helping women with their health and wellness. Um, but I had to learn how to help myself with my own health and wellness. Like it's easier to tell somebody else what to do than do it for yourself. Right. And so I got to watch, I got to follow, if you will, all these people that were creating that were busier than I was that were, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And I was watching them do these things consistently over time there. I have multiple women that have impact, have no idea, have impacted my life in incredible ways of consistency, creating habits, um, you know, positivity, um, just seeing them joyful and, and real, you know, not this toxic positivity, um, um, you know, that, that you see or that you hear about, but real showing the joy and how they find joy and happiness, um, in mundane things. Uh, I, I was reading and I told on this the other day, as I was kind of preparing and thinking about what I wanted to talk about, it was, um, in my book, I talked about, you know, if I get my master's degree, I will be happy. If I get, get my first job or, um, if, when, if, if, no, when I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how it went. Um, I know if then that's what it is. If then, if I get my first job, I will, uh, I will be happy. Right. Like waiting, like having all of these things be the catalyst for your actual happiness. And so, um, um, I had to, when, when I, when all those things were stripped away from me, 
I had to actually look at how I could find happiness in the mundane, joy in the mundane. I was waiting on life to start when I had the, the fancy car or when I had the fancy house or when I had the new husband after a failed marriage, you know, um, when I had success in this business um, and, you know, the work that Autumn and I do, um, then I would be happy. Then I could enjoy and I could slow down. And the saddest part is I would get all of those things and it still wasn't quote unquote enough. Right. You were chasing happiness that you, that you imagined from what you were seeing other people do. Yeah. When really you can't chase happiness. It's an inside, it's inside you. You can yeah. never chase it. And if you're it's chasing it, job. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can really relate to everything, everything you're saying. Cause that's exactly like that chasing. And I feel like so many women do it. Like they're always chasing. Uh, oh, they have this. If I have this, right. So that creating that habit was yeah. a thing for you. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because, um, this last year has been really um, transformational for me because after, um, having a lot of success, finally, you know, quote unquote, finally having the success, even though I was successful the whole nine years I was, you know, uh, that I've been coaching and, and been a partner with, with body. Um, I couldn't see it until I hit this one milestone. And then I hit that milestone. And then I was like, oh my gosh, well, now I've hit it. I have to maintain it. I have to stay there. I have to. And so then I'm running myself ragged, losing the joy in, in what I found through partnering with body and, and forgetting about the journey and how much it impacted my own life, not just the lives of other people, but my own life and my, you know, um, my health, uh, my community, the, the, the people that I'm surrounded with daily, the positive people. And so then I chased it for a whole nother year. And I, and I, and I hit it at the end of the year. I was like, oh my gosh, I like took everything in me. And I did, I wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. I had to prove to myself that hitting, having the success wasn't a fluke. And I did it twice. And this year I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't need it. It's, it's like, it's like, I'm not chasing it anymore. I've done it. I, I actually, you know, the second year of chasing it, and this is me, this is on me. This is not on, on, on the business. Everybody creates their own experiences based on what they're giving. Like we can have this, Autumn and I can have the same conversation with somebody. We can have the same training. We can have the same everything. And we choose to create our own experience with that, with that information. Correct. So this is not on any business or any, this is on me, right? I chose how I saw my success. I chose how I looked at the, the pressure and the stress and the chasing. Um, and so this year, I ended up actually going back randomly um, full-time to um, a middle school um, counseling position um, in November. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I was not planning. It was my old middle school that I went to. It's a very, very, very hard, challenging school to be at. And I'm absolutely in love. But at first, when that happened, I felt all of a sudden that I was this failure. Like I had failed now that I had, because I went back to work full time out of the home, doing something different than I had been doing, um, that I was now a failure. And so then I had to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, come to terms with that in my brain. Like, no, I didn't fail. I chose a different path. And so now it's like, I have, I am, I am at peace with not running again for this, this huge, um, title of elite, um, elite partner. Um, I am loving my job, even though I come home drained every single day, I am finding the joy again and helping women start and continue and create healthy habits that 
that um, where they're finding those selfless moments and, and maybe, you know, making time for themselves and finding their joy in the craziness. And each day, and I, and I, I find myself and I have to be careful at my job because, and it makes me sad because it's, it's a pretty, not talk toxic is that's a pretty strong word. Um, but it is a very, the, the morale in my building because of the, the culture is very low. And so I come in and I'm like, I'm afraid to be that, that, Ooh, you're, you're so happy and you're so da 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 And, and because you haven't been here long enough, or you haven't been through the ringer or you haven't. And, but I also feel like I have a job. Like I, I was put there for a reason to bring not only self-care. I'm like, I, I haven't yet like shared what I do, you know, um, as a health and wellness coach. Cause I'm like, I don't want to freak people out or them to think that I'm like, just like trying to, you know, get them, get them. But I'm like, I literally look around and I go, these people need self-care. They need self-love. They need something outside of this job. They need something to, oh oh my gosh, it's just, it's crazy. And I know that without following people like Autumn and all these other people and continuing to surround myself with amazing, positive women, women that are showing and moms that are showing that it's not just about your kids or it's not just about your partner or it's not just about your job. I would be right there with them complaining every day and walking around the school with my, my head down and just, you know, just a snide attitude. And, and, and don't, again, I get there, (laughs) but I don't stay there. That is the difference. If it's, it's reality, it's normal to have down days or moments, or there was some days where I was actually like in tears at work. And I'm like, what is happening? This is not, but I no longer stay there. I don't have to stay there. I don't have to, I get to choose to do something different. I get to choose to feel a different way. I get to choose to come home and listen to what I need to recharge, to, um, you know, if I'd come home and just veg on the couch and watch television and my kid is sitting on the couch next to me, or even going out and throwing that ball with her actually recharges me now because I don't, I, I retrain my brain to, to not look at it as a chore or as, um, you know, something I have to do, but something I get to do. And that might sound so, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, she's so annoying. I get to, I don't have to. And it's like, I used to think that too. I used to look at those people that would say, I get to, I don't, and I'd be like, shut up. Like, oh my gosh, you're so annoying because I wasn't ready to take responsibility for the fact that I get to choose. It was easier to go, I don't have a choice. I don't have options. I don't have anything else. And it doesn't take a divorce. It doesn't take being a single mom. It doesn't take some, you know, drastic change in your life to to realize I get to choose. I do have some control over my life and how I decide to show up in it. Yes. I love that. So good. Well, and like, again, I'm like thinking, like, I'm just saying like, this is so good. And like, I want to go back to really what you said about failure, because first of all, partnering with body has like been the biggest gift in my life. And I think about that, like, no matter what, like for, I don't, I've never had the same job for this many years as it is seven years. Like, you know, it always likes to switch things up or whatever. So no matter what, it's not failure. And the only reason you would think it's failure is if you, think what will other people think of me? 
That's where we get the idea that failure is a bad thing. It's forward motion. Like literally, like, you know what I mean? Like no matter what it's forward motion. And like you said, you're, you're, you're in this building where you've got all these new skills and tools and a new mindset and a new life that you created. And you taught yourself what you could do. And, um, you're a completely different person because you worked through, right. It's a, it's a gift. Failure is only failure if we think, what will so-and-so think, which who cares, right? Who cares? And again, um, that lower level thinking of, you know, complaining, complaining about life, complaining about people, whatever, um, can lead to that complaining about someone else, what they're doing with their life. It's like, that's, again, you don't want, you don't want to be in that space. And so when other people are in that space, judging you or thinking that, or if you go to think, what would they think? Um, you're really taking, again, you're taking your happiness away from yourself because it's inside job and choosing that is like, no, I'm growing and I'm doing, and I, you know, I wouldn't skip out an appointment for my daughter. I wouldn't leave her after school and be like, no, sorry. I know I told you I'd be there to pick you up, but I'm not going to. So I'm not going to do that to myself and say, I know I told you I'd get up and make you feel really good for an hour a day, but I'm not going to, I need to love myself so I can love other people better. And, um, it's that same, you know, it's like you, you've created this amazing new reality, um, by not chasing happiness, but taking care of you and providing it yourself. I love it. And, um, it's not like my life. It's not like everything is sunshine and roses, you know, and, and that, that, that's never going to be. And like, if you are living in a, a world that's sunshine and roses every single day and everything is perfect, oh my gosh, like you must be a unicorn. And so that's why we, and like, and I mean, there's days like I, like, that's why, like, I, I would not be where I am without my community. Like, and I'm not talking about my, you know, the friends that I've had for 20 plus years, like, like the majority of the people in my, in my community with my, with partnering with body and they're complete strangers that I've met over the last nine years of my journey. And, um, and so I, without them, I would have quit a long time ago. You need people in your corner that whether it's a stranger on the internet, like I, my best friends are literally strangers from the internet, like now, like, and, and because of them, I am still here. You have to surround yourself. You have to look at your circle. Um, you know, you are the the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And thank God, the five people I spend the most time with. And when I say time, I mean text messages, virtual Zooms, virtual gyms, um, you know, random meet up, meetups, you know, every couple of months because we don't live near each other. Like that, that is the, the, the five people I spend the most time with. And they are incredible. I have never had so many supportive women wanting me, wanting all of us to win and succeed, not in competition with each other. I grew up with a very large friend group, very large female friend group. And the majority of the time there was fights, there was argument, there were, we were competing with each other, whether it was for boys or classes or college acceptance or whatever it was. And I do not have to worry about that anymore. There is always somebody out there that you can reach out. That's what, I mean, this is what Autumn and I have done. You know, we are that helping hand to reach out and be that one person for somebody until they can create a better circle of five. You know, a lot of times it's not your husband, your partner. 
It's not your, um, you know, your, your best friends that you've known for 20 plus years that are going to be on the same page as you. If you're listening to this podcast, if you are following autumn and you found this, there's something within you that wants to make a change that's wants to be better. I hate, I hate saying better, like, like there's something wrong with you now, but do something different right? There's a reason for that. Lean into that. Reach out and grab the hand of somebody that truly wants to help you um, and support you and walk your journey with you. They can't do it for you, but they can walk with you. Yes. Well, and you're using the term better, but I like, I, I love it. Like, I know that you're like, it's, it is what you want to say, but it sounds like the connotation sounds weird, but like I, people say life is short and gosh, yeah, time goes by fast, but we're here for so many years. And if we do the same thing the entire time, that is really boring. Like, you know what I mean? Like I think about this, I'm in my forties and people could be like, Oh, forties are old. I think of everything I have done in the last 40 years. Like I still have that much time to do so many more things. Right. If I choose to just do the same thing, that's boring, but life right. gets better by opening your possibilities and horizons. Yep. And I love that. And I think too, you know, and you, you and I have like seen, been in conversation. This is something that we both really, I, I really admire about you. And we've talked about is like, um, it's easy. Misery loves company. It's a real thing. When you're miserable, it's nice to like vent and commiserate, right? It feels so good. And like, Oh, they get it there. They, you know, but the thing is when you build a, um, conversation, that's not just maybe one-on-one -on -one venting, but like, let's get together and commiserate and talk bad you really lower your thought process and your thought level and it feels really good, but it's not going to grow you or it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you reach your goals. So it's so easy to get in that space. But when you have accountability and friends that say like, look, I know we want to do this, but we're not going to it. And you're like, we're going to go here together instead. You can help create that better honestly, in the word better, better reality for yourself and better future, which we've done through our lives and we'll continue to do. Yeah. It's funny because, and, and not that like my circle, you know, like we'll come together and we might vent for a minute, but then we have, then we'll be like, okay, that's done. We've got that out. And then we will change the narrative to be so, so now what can we do? What can we, and, and, and if people that don't want to make changes or, you know, they want to stay stuck, not that they want to, but I guess, you know, um, they, they choose to stay stuck. They will be like, Oh, well, no, I just wanted to commiserate. I don't want to actually do anything different. Like I just want, they will find their way out of your circle, like until they're ready. It doesn't mean you're giving up on that person. Doesn't mean but it's like, no, this is, this is kind of how this works, right? If you want to do that, you're going to be over here. And, but when you're ready to actually take ownership and, and, um, I talk about this, with my middle schoolers all the time. Um, you know, like you have to take ownership of your actions, your choices, what you want to do, not look at what everybody else is doing right? And find those people that are doing the same things. And that is what I have found. I know that's what Autumn has found. That's how we found each other, um, which is so flipping cool because there are women and moms that are real, that are going through it, but also finding joy, finding happiness, not living for their children or, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, and, and maybe that's because, you know, I don't know if Autumn, if this is for you, but when, when I was abruptly, you know, um, getting a divorce and not with my ch child a hundred percent of the time and split time and things like that, like I had to very quickly figure out how 
to take care of myself, love myself, be alone, like not put all my energy around my kid or I would have died. Like I would have, because when I didn't have my child, I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, what do I do? I don't have my kid. I don't know. How do I, what do I, like, I have all this, I have all this time, which it still wasn't that much time, but I'm like, I, how do, if I, if I wasn't taking care of my kid, what did I, so I, who am I, who am I, who am I, exactly, who am I without my kid? I now, with the minute I, I, well, I guess the minute I, I was pregnant, I was a mom, right? And, and so when I birthed her and then I didn't have her for whether it was eight hours or 10 hours or a day, who am I? Who am I? I think we are so quick to get lost in that title of mom that we forget that we're also women, friends, partners, um, co-workers, and we can do all of those things because we're freaking amazing. We do all of them, but we can also choose to do them well and with joy and with happiness and with positivity. And um, so um, I'm grateful. Like I said, never planned to be divorced, never planned to be, you know, um, not have my kid hundred percent of the time. Um, but I am so grateful for what it has taught me. And, um, regardless of my situation being exactly like my best friend who has two children and is married to their father and has been like, and she's busy, I can still inspire her to do things and make changes. It's when you look at somebody that has a little bit different circumstances. Well, of course they have time to work out every morning. She doesn't have to take her kid to school every day. Or of course that is a protective factor for that person to not have to make changes and take responsibility. And you can stay there, but it's not going to get you where you want to go. I did that for a long, long time. Well, of yeah. course can, yeah. Anyway, so I could go on forever and ever. I know you don't want to keep this. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say I was, my next thought was going to be like, and we recognize this because we've been there. Like we've both been that person we've been there. And it was like that decision, like, well, if I want to make a change, I got to stop thinking what they're doing. And I got to decide what am I going to do? You know, if the glass is half full, how do I fill my cup? You know, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's, and actually there's a, I mean, it's as real for some people now is like, there's no dinner on the table. How do I get dinner on the table? You know what I mean? Like not there's no dinner, there's no dinner. Who's going to help me. How do I help me? Like, that's where we are, you know, in the world. And, um, it is hard. It is hard. And it's, it's like easy to say, well, it's not fair because they have it easier. It's like, yeah, life isn't fair in different, different ways. Everybody's gonna get everything right. But how do I help me in my situation? And we have to choose that. And then you find, I, I really feel like, you know, it's like, they always say people who win the lottery, like often lose it all in a few years because they didn't learn the steps to create wealth and not just money, but like, well, what about the wealth in your heart and your spirit and that hard work and what you've taught yourself you can do. So you value yourself more. And then you can provide more for others. You know, it's like that, that going through the grinding, which, you know, which we found ourselves in as single moms and trying to figure out, okay, how do we make this work? Um, But however people do it in different ways, that creates a value of yourself that you're like, I'm worth showing up for. I'm worth doing these things for. And I am a better person than everyone else when I do it. So, and it creates a happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I know we could literally talk forever. I have, again, I've been taking all these notes, but I'm like, oh my gosh, just everything's so good. I'm just taking it all in. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on here. You are so welcome. I am. It's again, I, I mean that I've, I've, I don't say try. I've, I, I have for nine years, you know, shared my message with the hopes that one person might hear it 
when they need to hear it and make a change. That is literally my goal for nine years. And it's looked different over that nine years of how I do it and, and what, you know, but, um, that has been my goal because I wish, and, and, and that's where, like I said, I, by, by listening to, to people like you and other people that, that mentored me from afar, because they were brave enough to share their story. I felt not alone, not so alone. And that, um, and, because when we can, we can look at social media and there's a lot of people out there that portray this perfection society and everything is hunky dory. And then it's like, we know that things are really not great uh, behind the scenes. And then so we feel like we're, there's something wrong with us. If we don't have that, um, I, when we feel not alone and we can relate in some way to somebody, we feel more in more control to make changes in our own lives. Yes. Oh gosh. That's such a good point. And let's true, right. It's like our message isn't for everybody, right? It is out there for everybody and hopes the person who needs it, hears it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do people find you so that they can go follow you and get more of this, um, mindset and excitement that you have? Oh, my crazy. Okay. Um, so on Instagram, it's, um, at fit life with Kelly 2.0, because I actually lost both my social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram in January. So that was super fun. Um, but fit life with Kelly 2.0 on Instagram and, um, Kelly Posner on Facebook. And that's P O S N E R. And it's the title podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much. It's so thank good to you see so you. Much. We yeah. are, we're off to days of sports with our kids right yes, after the we are. Yes, we are. our life. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye guys.